All right, pre-show shenanigans, major news, major news breaking right now on this fine Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Jersey Jerry from Barstool has been doing the hole-in-one challenge, I believe, for 18 and a half hours now. Still not completed it. As of recording this. As of recording Uh, this. Yeah, now now I'm not much of a dimple head myself, but when when you hit it in the hole and it pops back out, what is that called? Like a lip out? Like a like a cup out? Like a I don't know. I don't know what the term is, but the ball went in the hole and then bounced back out, which I call bullshit. Like, it, I, hey, I'm no dimple head myself. But as a man with serious experience uh, back in my par three middle school golf days, if oh, I Oh, you're par three. Well, par three in yeah, quotations. Par three, definitely. Many, definitely. many times, let's say this. If everybody on the hole and I was playing with the good kids, which was very rare, very rare if it ever happened, but the two times I ever played with the kids who actually scored in the matches, anytime all of us collectively shot over par, then everyone got par on the hole. Yeah, yeah. Grim is a legacy golfer. It it broke everything I thought about golf integrity. Any respect I had for these guys out the roof or at the time greatly increased. But you know that Tiger Woods, when they're doing those back holes, they're just going around. They're like, parcel around, parcel around, guys, parcel around. Like when I, I am trying to think, like, I wonder how many times, like, my coach of my middle school golf team. So, you know, it's a shotgun or a lot of the times we do like a shotgun start. So I'd be starting on like hole six and going. Um, yeah, you go, like, you do, so we do it on the back. Same yeah. time. Yes. And so our coach obviously couldn't watch everyone all the time he'd kind of just stick at one hole and just wait for everyone to come around but i wonder how many times like our golf coach watched our good players not me the good players just cheat and he's just just didn't see anything nope no saw nothing saw nothing i have no i have no idea what happened uh yeah but back back on a jersey jerry he's been doing the hole in one challenge for about 18 hours now and We were about to debate what is a harder athletic challenge to take on in in like a live stream setting. There's actually something that might be harder. And I think it's one thing. There was one thing that might be harder. There was one thing that instantly popped in my head, and that is get a hit off of Jacob deGrom. I was going to say a home run off of Jacob deGrom. That's impossible. It might be impossible. (laughs) I'm just saying get a hit with a defense playing. Okay, the, yeah, that, that would be... If it was just a standard, just fucking hit the ball, I'm bunting that. We can bit. start off with just that. making contact. I don't think I could do that in... Let's do a 1,000 pitches. Like, forget a time limit. You have a 1,000 attempts. How many times do you think you can make contact with a what's Jacob? A, uh, what's you can only ba- throw fastballs. That's what's fine. a batting average of 1 in 1,000? I'm trying to do that. Point one. Point oh oh one would not be point one. Point uh, well, well, in my head, I instead of like one hundred oh oh one, right? yeah, point oh oh one. I think I might be one. able to do one in a thousand. You give me I a thousand attempts, can. I could get. I might I be able to get one. I don't think you can. with a defense or just making make, contact. Making just making contact. Defense. Oh, with a defense, no, no. I, I that would be me getting lucky. But if it's I'm just making contact, of, I definitely could do it within a thousand. Even I could if probably it was do it within the first high school ones. kid. Ooh, now you're getting a little too. Confident. No, because I would just bunt. I'm just bunting, dude. That's you contact. Not be able to make contact. 
even if you were about I'm just standing swing, there with not. the bat, just just I like this, not even moving. Not. I'm just standing like this. No, I know, but that shit is so fast that you'll pull the bat back the first time. You're like, wait, that shit was coming from my fucking dome. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was right down the dick. But it was one hundred and one. It was one hundred and one. So you you thought twice. Yeah, no, I might shit my down. pants, but it, you know, it's, it's a possibility of getting lucky. One thing I think about is. You know, obviously, recently we went to Universal DH, but there was a long time where Clayton Kershaw was getting two ABs he, a game. He actually, he there. actually didn't have a horrible batting average. He wasn't so necessarily awful. Not like, bad. I mean, we hate this guy, but bro, Mad Bum hit, Mad Bum hit bombs. All right, Mad Bum could rake. All right, like Mad Bum hit nukes. Uh, but I always thought to myself, the couple of times it'd be very rare, but the the couple of times where they'd have a reliever go up there to hit like i think kenley jansen has at least eight career at-bats. now now the greatest pitcher at bat that i've ever seen bartolo cologne home, home, home run. run yeah yeah it was either yes. that or the cc sabathia home run where he hit it <laughs> out of dodger stadium he hit it out of dodger stadium it's just bartolo cologne for the fact it was bartolo it's cologne yeah it's goaded yeah uh I like, but all right, let's think about just a reliever sitting back there. I'd shit my pants, but yeah, so so let's say this. Let's say this could be it. You have a thousand opportunities, a thousand chances. So keep in mind right now, Jersey Jerry's at, I think, 2,100 hits. Okay. You have a thousand hits or pitches to either get a hole in one or an at bat. We got to go back. We got to go back. 2,100 2,100 swings. Okay. Actually, real quick, let's stay on this before we get back to the baseball because that actually is a bit more fun. For me, I don't play golf. So if I were, if we were to do this hole in one challenge, like we'd have to straight up be most 150 yards from the pin. Like at most, like I cannot drive. You you, you don't want to drive hole in one. You want to have a little, I don't think I could. I genuinely don't think I could hit a driver straight and far enough to even well get no to the, the it, for for you to have a chance at a hole in one the hole already it has, has to, to be, be but no the hole itself like a par three the hole itself are yeah, always well, in short general. otherwise you physically it's physically impossible for a human being i'm just thinking though like for me i've not played golf in a while okay so i don't know what my my hey, range maybe that is. will change this week who knows i don't know yeah i don't know what my distance is i don't know what my range is but i, I i'm pretty sure when i was in eighth grade pitching wedge is like 100 yards so now what would a sand be 100 for me now i mean it's how, been let's let me ask you let, let me just ask you this question golf. let me just ask you this question <laughs> how, eight years if, if in eighth grade you were hitting a pitching wedge i think that's pretty, pretty standard if you were hitting it 100, 100 yards, yards for pitching how, but how far do you think you'd hit it now with the pitching wedge, not that much further. But I want to know what number you think it would be, because this just this either is going to be hilarious uh, or it's going to be kind well, of. Well, I'd say, uh, not that much further. Maybe one ten. Okay, okay. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, I one twenty is really pushing it. I thought I, I like. thought you were going to say like no, no double it now. Like, no, 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 no. I like I I would say that like I did way more than I did now when I was in like ninth grade, eighth grade. So you think you could hit it further then because you're a, a hefty. And I haven't played in eight years. So I would assume that eighth grade me was better than me, is better than me now. I'd assume, maybe not. I don't know. But We'll have to get the film and, and put it side by side. Yeah, we'll have to do a breakdown. But uh, okay, uh, baseball talk now. It, like, you know what? Let's, 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 let's lower it down. 
triple a level pitcher a thousand attempts could you get yeah, you talking about triple a bobby miller then fuck no <laughs> just a triple a pitcher we we literally spin a wheel of every single possible triple a pitcher if it's a submarine guy, then there's zero percent chance. I'm actually yeah, no, no, it's, it's an overhand guy. <laughs> uh, you give me a thousand chances, I would say yeah, I might be able to get one. I'd still say no for me, but I like. I think confidence. I might. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be confident. I think I could get one. One in a th- right. thousand. Everett said it, not me. Everett said it. I think it, I could do yet. one. I think I could do one. Uh, now, I think, now, how many how many intentional walk, like hit by pitches are we counting here? Those don't count. Hit. Um, all right. Not fine. on base. Not a walk. But that hit. is contact. I'm making contact with the ball. Not with the bat. You're you are making contact with the ball, but in theory, the goal is for your so, okay. So to make we, we do have to. With the I, ball, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you answer this question though. A thousand attempts. No. But no. 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 A thousand attempts. You either have to have a hole in one, or hit a baseball. What I think is more. Likely. Which one do you think is more likely for you? I would. I would say. Or we can change. We can change it to a a hundred. We can change it to like five hundred attempts of stealing a base. Oh, I think I get hosed every single time. The old well, that's just more likely because the catcher can just fuck up. True. You know, there's more factors in play. So I'll pick that. But hell no. If I was hitting hitting a baseball and a hole in one, which one? I would say hole in one. I would say the hole in one is easier just luck but not or by skill, a large skill. margin <laughs> like unless you're tiger woods in which case if i was do charlie both. woods if i was charlie woods then like yeah like give me 50 50 swings and i'm getting that hole in one uh like you i know how much of a laugh, shot did a hole in one challenge and he but did he's it in, actually like, good. he's minutes. he's, he's know, good at golf yeah though. yeah yeah I would but laugh. I was so I would, very I would laugh right now. Like we said, Jersey Jerry is doing this. If someone just came up first attempt in the hole, just I really want that. Like, I want to see very that. Funny if like I want to see them like call Frank a the tank went up and just somebody and just have them come in just one shot it. You know what? I guess you know maybe maybe my New Year's resolution is to become a dimple head. Now I don't need to play golf, but I will watch at least one major this year, like the full Sunday. Oh, the, the, they're starting at least one. We're we're about to have the the Hawaii majors coming up real soon. Now, now you're the dimple head here, so you help me out. Is the Masters the last tournament of the year? Or the y- yeah, th- it's like the that's no, it's it's middle. <laughs> the golf situation is kind of ongoing, but it's technically like the culmination of the year. Like you have to qualify to get into play. The Masters, I think. I know there's like is... the FedEx Cup, which is separate from the Masters, or does yeah, the no, Masters the... count towards the FedEx Cup? Um, please explain. No, like the Ma- the Masters is like the biggest, the biggest tournament. It's like the culmination. I know. Yeah, I get so, that. I get so, that part. Real quick, this is now we're going now 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 you're making me go through the, the now whole. Now we're actually talking about golf, golf. which is not yeah. what the plan uh, for this was. Yeah, the the Sunny Open. Uh, the Sony Open in in Hawaii is January 11th. All right, but but we're, we're, there's the quintessential. There's there's the creme de la creme uh, tournament that is is every year. First and, first and foremost, Masters is in uh, is in April. Um, but apparently, there's a, a a major tournament this weekend. The Tournament of Champions, twenty million dollar prize pool. That seems like a pretty large prize pool. I don't know. 20 million? Or is that a minor? 
Uh, I, I, that now you're asking too many questions. Now yeah, you're asking now, too many now I'm confused. Now I'm confused. Well, so, so that, I mean, the 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 greatest the greatest tur- tournament. the greatest tournament of any sport in any regard is a golf tournament, and it's solely because the name of the tournament is the Waste Management Open. Oh yeah, no, no, that's the greatest. That's the greatest thing the ever. Waste <laughs> Management Arizona, like that's a that's a bucket list event. Yeah, it's a bucket list to. event. Anyways, like need to go to that. Need to go to a Super Bowl. Need to go. Uh, need to go to an NBA Finals game courtside, which will be the hardest to get. And then, World Series game. That's. I would say that's not necessarily a must on the bucket list, but because we're weirdos and we do watch a little baseball for us, yes. But that one doesn't need to be on the list. I think a Masters trip is on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Kentucky Derby. Definitely, on definitely the list. on the list. Like up there, top three on that list. Kentucky Derby, hundred percent. I yeah. Catalina I, I, wine mixer. I know there's no sports involved, but also on the list. <laughs> it, it's a sport in its own right. It's a sport in its own right. But yeah, I think think that might do it for the pre-show. Got a little carried away there. Got, got kind of a healthy amount of content there. But all right, uh, on to on to the episode. On to the episode. On to the episode, all right. On to the episode. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Waterboy Podcast. Today is episode 184, College Football National Championship Preview. We've got the most boring week of the NFL season uh, coming up ahead with many stars sitting. I know there's a couple of playoff games, essentially, but for the amount of people sitting, first things first, shout out to anyone with fantasy football going on in week 18. We love all of you. Uh, and then finally- Yeah, you will be pre- in our thoughts and prayers. We, yes, yes. Uh, not only ours, but many people. Like, uh, if you just look up fantasy football on Reddit right now. Now, quick side note: I'm not a big redditor myself, but when it came to starting that dynasty football league, then I started looking at just what people are saying on Dynasty Reddit, and oh my god, I just rolled. I scrolled through the thread of, all right, it's time to eat the humble pie. Let's go over our worst trades of the year, and some of the trades I was reading were. Blasphemy. blasphemy just keep keep in mind grant used this blasphemy. as grant used this as reference for uh this season he ended up in uh i think fourth like six out of eight out of 12 ninth out of 12 or well when you said four that's what i meant like f- draft pick yeah so seventh, seventh. yeah seventh yeah uh but but i'm just go- going through that and I was more so trying to get research on other things. So for example, is people like, let me tell you what my team looked like in 2019 as like by far the best team in the league and what it looks like now, four years later. And it's like, at the time, the dude just has a ridiculously stacked team of like Mahomes, Allen, uh, like Stefan Diggs, like uh, McCaffrey and shit like that. And they just make like one little trade banking on like Kenny Pickett for some reason. And it all goes to shit. And it's like, I'm just trying to piece together how long it takes to rebuild the dynasty. But you know what? Not, not enough of enough of that talk. Uh, we also need to preview the annual, the reckoning, the awakening, uh, the greatest Monday of the season, the Monday after the final Sunday of the NFL year, when which just happens to might literally fired. be the greatest Monday in football oh, yeah. history. It's gonna be a this major, might be the greatest major Monday of football history. 
Major, major Monday. There, there was a period of time in around 2021 where for some reason, every single Wednesday from like January 2021 to like April 2021, there was just a Woj bomb every Wednesday. And uh, it it kind of like sucked for us because we were recording like on the most inopportune times during that period because we'd record yeah, something no, and then instantaneously would come yeah, something never would come ideal out. never ideal uh so yeah there, there's a lot of stuff going on now but okay we're gonna start off gonna start off with college football uh because you know there's a lot of things nfl to go over with playoff picture a lot of standings in play so we're gonna start off with college football uh we're gonna start off with the non-natty stuff first maybe i'll okay. do my list before we do the natty preview too uh we'll start off with the two uh news type stories uh first with ohio state will howard has essentially been confirmed to be coming to Ohio State. He's the quarterback out of Kansas State. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this. He is saying this from the far DL. But the streets are saying that Will Howard is the next combination of Josh Allen and Ben Roethlisberger. He's apparently 6'5", 250. And once I found that out, Everett, my first thought was, as a Kansas State quarterback, is I need to go look back at the tape of him and five foot six Deuce Rob, uh, Deuce Vaughn. There is a full foot difference between them two, and I need to go back and look at that. So that's well, he wasn't playing. He I wasn't realized. playing when Deuce Vaughn was playing, though. That's the other problem. He I was not their starter. Had, like, I saw he like had playing time two years ago. They must have been on the field at the same time. I know there's a picture of them on the field. If he was together, playing, but he did, when we we played against Adrian Martinez. That's oh, that's, yeah, who, that that's who we play against. Uh, I I know that Will Howard. Yeah, Will Will Howard. He he had two hundred pass attempts two seasons ago. So I I can almost with that alone, you can almost guarantee that him and Deuce Vaughn have played a snap together. Uh, so first, I need to see that picture. Uh, second, yeah, I'm not hyped on it per se. Uh, but the way I think. I guess I would rather just have a fifth-year starter. He'll be a fifth-year, or not starter, fifth-year player next year over Honda or over a Devin Brown or a Lincoln Keenholz. And Air Nolan, I'm an Air Nolan truther. I want a lefty back there. I honestly don't know the last time Ohio State ever had a lefty quarterback, so I just want to see it. Uh, But no, a true freshman's not going to start for Ohio State. That's just not going to happen. So with that in mind, Will Howard... I get. I guess it's. Hey, we don't even need to start him. So in in theory, might as well just take. He's him. the veteran uh, presence in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, he could be our Jagger Leroux at worst, and that's like a, like a a walk on transfer we took last year, who was like a one star out of the portal from Oregon State, literally there for team morale. Uh, but he he might end up being that. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but like. Now the problem yeah. is when Cardell gives him NIL money, then yeah. Well, I mean, problem. the one thing the one thing I will give to Cardell is that I actually do think it. That's just something I haven't thought about. Like, it probably does help having a former player be no, one of the main guys. One hundred percent, it definitely so, helps. But if if it's the, the person who is the person who is notoriously but. notorious for not caring about their education, managing your money is whoa, quite whoa, not whoa, great. Whoa, 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 Who said that? Well, I mean, that's Cardale. an alleged Cardale tweet that we don't himself. even know he tweeted himself. It just came from his account. Okay, we don't know if Cardell tweeted. He that. did back it up Could on someone else, though. Uh, yeah, he did. And then he also yeah. followed that up with like he went to a children's hospital 
played against an Ohio State fan, NCAA. The report came out that Cardell beat the kid like 98 to 12. And then Cardell responded, he said, no, I, was I beat him like 134 to six, like put some respect on my name. Um, <laughs> okay. We, we've also seen yeah. some, some, uh, some, just speaking about Ohio State. Oh, 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 one more, one more quick little thing. Tyleek Williams defense tackle will be returning for his senior season. That was a big one that I kind of expected him to actually end up leaving. Uh, but he'll be coming back. That is major, 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 especially with Justin Scott uh, decommitting from Ohio State, flipping to Miami a couple weeks ago. So very big. Mike Hall will be going. He's an absolute beast. I know Mike Hall is going to be an absolute stud, whichever team gets him. So, yeah, Ohio State, big, um, big time get back. Yeah, either a big loss or, or if you're Grant, you don't really care about him. But Julian Fleming uh, is a traitor. Oh, another he's man. Committed, he's committed to Penn State. Um, I don't I, I'm not exactly that, sure if but... I call him traitor because uh, he is from Pennsylvania. His recruitment did come down to us in Penn State at the end the first time. Uh, my bigger question uh, with Julian Fleming, Brian Hartline, the other offensive coaches is why the fuck did we play Julian Fleming so much just for him to leave Noah Rogers, who was the best prospect out of the state of North Carolina since this one guy named Calvin Johnson. You ever heard of him? Pretty, pretty good football well, actually, player. he, so that he lost slapped. that out to uh, Sean McVay, though. Sean McVay was the best wide receiver prospect out of the state. Oh, my God, that is correct. Something doesn't add up here in this Noah Rodgers. There's story. a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. So I think it's more so a hindsight in 2020 revisionist history. Calvin Johnson is the best player <laughs> to come out of North Carolina. Like, we can just confirm that now. Uh, and Beelers, this guy, Noah Rodgers, is next up, but... He just hit the portal. I'm probably wrong here. I do not think he had a single snap last season for Ohio State. Hey, you watch them every week. You're you are you have the manifesto. You should know. I could be wrong, but I don't think he played a single snap for Ohio State last year. Uh, and now I'm not. You know, I look at other guys like Carnell Tate. He got a couple. He was pretty much the only true freshman this season. Like get PT at receiver. Brandon Ennis. He was a late enrollee, so he was essentially never going to touch the field. But it's it's an interesting dynamic now in this generation of college football, the transfer portal of like you're gonna need to promise some playing time here. Like if if a borderline five star receiver is gonna come in and not play a snap the entire year, like yeah, he's gonna leave. So there there's some things we gotta look at here. I hearing that we might also be getting a big reckoning on the Ohio State coaching staff for a couple of coaches we went over it last time skipped some practices for a country concert so yeah there will be some moving parts also ryan day allegedly told the strength coach for ohio state mickey uh, marati to cool it down on the players and be softer on them and not as hard and and if that is true then ryan day we're done here <laughs> what the fuck what are we talking about like what like ohio state's one of the few schools in my opinion where you're like allowed to still fucking reduce your players to little chestnuts uh in the weight room and it'll be okay but hey hey it's it's ryan's program i guess uh but last thing i guess slightly on the news aspect of college football jj mccarthy had some interesting things to say about michigan sign stealing scandal going on right now so this is exact quotes about 80 percent of teams in college football steal signs we actually had to adapt because in 2019 2020 Ohio State was stealing our signs, which is legal. We had to get up to the level they were at and make it an even playing field. So I want to start off by saying this. Sign stealing in game, 
is 100% legal to J.J. McCarthy. I agree. In fact, I know for a fact that Ohio State beat Michigan in 2012 because at the time, G.A. Kirk Barton stole Michigan signs, decoded them by halftime, and we knew every single defensive call Michigan had for the second half. So, yes, I know, I know it exists. Go back to Ohio State Clemson 2019. Oh, my God. The, the talk of the entire offseason heading into 2020 was, how the fuck does Brent Venables know every single offensive play before it snapped? That was the only thing we talked about. So this is the next thing about that quote. Very interesting how JJ brought up how in 2019 and 2020, Ohio State was stealing Michigan signs. So first things first, in 2019, JJ McCarthy was just not at the University of Michigan. Now, obviously, there are coaches there that could have told him, Ohio State had her signs, yada, yada, yada. But people also fail to mention that Michigan was like a five and seven football team in 2019 and Ohio State had literally the most talented team of my life on that team. Like the defense was Chase Young, Okuda, Damon Arnett, who was the first round pick, Jordan Fuller, uh, Malik Harrison, uh, Chase Young, if I already saw it. Like, like they're ridiculous. That's the defense. And then offense is Garrett, uh, Justin Fields, uh, Dobbins. Uh, ridiculous, ridiculous. So Talent-wise, 2019, it honestly didn't even matter if we had your signs. Like, good, good luck. It's also, also, also. But 2020, like, Michigan bitched the, out of the game and didn't play in it. The thing, the thing that I. <laughs> so, so there was no game. <laughs> so how, how, how did Ohio State steal Michigan signs? Uh, this is in this a is the year thing. that they didn't play. This is the thing. One, that's just a fucking stupid quote and stupid thing to say. The other thing is. Like you said, stealing signs in a game is fine because it's an even playing field and both teams are doing it. And if you're not doing it, that's at the fault of your head coach and you're at the disadvantage. Okay, that's literally the job of people to go and decode the signs. That's why it's it's an even playing field because you both teams can do it. But going ahead of time and sitting down at a different game to get a head start on those signs. We have video evidence of. We is a completely different thing. And yes, do teams send you sometimes send you their signs in film? Yes. But at the same time, that is the week preparing into the game. And those signs are most likely being altered. It's not like you're going back and you're going to go now go and do it every single time and look at this. There, There is a very big discrepancy between the two. Yeah, I mean, there there's those things at stake. Uh, I was just very interested how JJ was aware that Ohio State stole Michigan's signs in 2020 when he also wasn't on campus at the time. So there, I have a lot of questions about that statement, but th- this is just the last little thing. Uh, what Ohio State has been accused of doing recently, uh, people are accusing Ohio State of hacking into Michigan's practice tape into their team iPads and essentially being able to watch Michigan team film on iPads online, which Michigan fans are just finding out for the first time. I know, I know it's a groundbreaking accusation and something to think of when it comes out for the first time. But Michigan fans, what if I told you that I've been aware of this iPad thing for about two to three years now? And it was actually Ohio State who shut down the use of iPads and did not let player. Ohio State has not allowed their players to go home and watch tape on iPads for three seasons now. If you're an Ohio State player and you want to watch tape, you have to walk your ass over to the Woody, sit down you're in the film room, in and the film on their room. computers. Yeah, like you cannot watch on your home because I'm this also is another side thing. But 
it got confirmed that an Ohio State walk-on was giving practice tape to a beat writer. And so that's another thing that perpetuated it. It's but, also not like it it's it's a pretty known thing at most schools, at most yeah. big programs. Like it's, yeah, it's known that this players isn't like do a not crazy concept. Yeah. And it's like shit. If there are players who are pissed off at like, I mean, for many of the Ohio State players that just hit the portal, look at their recent likes on Twitter. I uh, don't think they're the biggest fans of Ohio State. Uh, so those are guys where, yeah, like they're kind of prime targets just be giving away Ohio State practice film to just whoever the fuck. Like they don't care about Ohio State. So yeah, like things things can happen. But what if I, to- what if I told you, Michigan fans, that Ohio State had a hint that Michigan – Sums up the play calling starting in 2021, and that's when Ohio State shut down the iPad use. Interesting, 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 interesting. Uh, uh, but yeah, the sign stealing thing. Uh, I will just that's say also right just now, a really stupid. Like at this point in the season, too. Like, why are you still bringing that up? Like, it's it, you. It's a lost cause. Yeah, I thought you guys were completely innocent, and you guys didn't do anything wrong. So why even feel the need to address it? Uh, I mean, my last thing I would say is J- JJ admitted that they stole signs there. Like he he never denied that they stole signs. No, he said, no, well, he was just trying. Ohio to... State actually did it in 2020. So that's in a game that didn't happen, at. by the way. And uh, yeah, in yeah. a game that it was all BS. Uh, the only other thing that I want to say before you do this list. Um, well, also in 2020, Everett, how could have how could Ohio State steal signs when fans weren't allowed to be in the stands? How, they how send they... that spy plane over. That's what they're doing. Did the your blimp? Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I did okay. see that rumor going Look, into the season. You, you, you and I, Ryan Day, hired someone to go in the blimp. You, you and I are, uh, are we're going to give our our predictions for how this game, this title game, is going to go because this will be the last episode before. Wow, yeah. be- before that, you could say um, in a way this is kind of one of the last episodes of the college football season uh but before that the only thing i want to say is last episode we were talking about how the rose bowl should be the title game and kirk herbstreet ironically the next day the day when it was published also said that i'm just saying kirk 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 must watch our podcast that's all i'm saying um but today stephen a smith this morning by the way i love stephen a smith he goes like he he most gives some entertaining man in most the sports entertain- entertainment and, sports and media, he gives some of the best takes especially with the nba but he said that that the rose bowl should be moved to sofi and that is the dumbest single most stupidest fucking thing i have heard in any relation to college football in my life yeah that one you lost me there Stephen. <laughs> you like, lost me at that one we want to uh, move we want to move the Rose Bowl game from the literal Rose Bowl, one of the most iconic and, and the only The only reason why the Rose Bowl is so special is because of, of the, the Rose, Rose Bowl. Bowl. But <laughs> we want to we move the, the Rose Bowl from the literal Rose Bowl, one of the most iconic venues in all sports, to SoFi There's only Stadium, one way Stephen A could have won me over here, but keep going. To SoFi but, Stadium, where tailgating was not even allowed for the fucking national championship. Yeah. Uh, th- and this it is rains inside. Way. The only way Stephen A could have won me over here is if he pointed out how the parking at, albeit the parking at SoFi is awful. Despite how bad parking is at SoFi, it is still light years better than the Rose Bowl. You know, for the Rose Bowl, when they are actually seating the full stadium and they're not sectioning or tarping off off like 40% of the capacity for a UCLA home game, they need to park cars on the local golf course and you're just parking on the third fairway. Isn't that a nice golf course too? 
I'm pretty sure it's I'm like, going to assume not. not. I'm going to assume not. If it is, then rip that golf course. But <laughs> like, oh man, what the hell? You're parking on the third fairway. I now I don't blame you. I'm going to be honest. And the first. I, I'm not. I'm not going to blame. There's them only one do- gate to get into the Rose Bowl. I'm That's not going to. I'm not going to blame. Entrance. You can. The, the problem though is by renovating the stadium, you kind of take away parts of that. If you want to add more gates and stuff well, like a that. parking lot. But the other thing is, if you build you a parking lot, no, you can make that. But it's also okay if we're going to develop a parking structure. How much of the view and the iconicism of of the rose bowl gets taken away if you have a giant well well i can get that but it's the alternative is just instead of a lot with cars parked it's just on a fucking fairway when they do that blimp <laughs> picture that's so you part, tell me what that's looks part better. of that's part of the the rose bowl experience i think it's yeah like as a man who's been to the rose bowl like I've been at least five times in my life, just even counting just random UCLA football games. Like, I think I've it been is one a time. Nightmare. It, it was not fun. We left nightmare early. just getting in and out of the stadium. Like, yeah. top uh, three worst stadiums in okay. Let's of traffic. Let's give our uh, let's give our game takes here for for the Natty, uh, Washington versus Michigan. I'm gonna let you go first on this one. So first, a fun fact, which I do not have confirmation of, but I think this is the only national championship in the history of college football where both teams were 14-0 and 0 heading into it. So we're going to have a 15-0 and 0 undefeated national champion this season, I believe. If I, if I have this correctly, I think it was 2018 Clemson was the first team to ever go 15-0. Oh, the first team? I don't, I don't know. Uh, let me look up college football national championship winners. I f- think it was Clemson 2018 was the first team to ever do it. Uh, Grant, what? I'm uh, I'm realizing something. What? The uh, the national championship game. Yep. It uh, it starts at a uh, 7:30 p.m. Yeah, your time 5:30 West Coast. But uh, when does the sunset, Grant? Uh, like five here. Sun's gonna be down. What's your and what's uh, your, so pack twelve after dark. Pack twelve after dark. Oh my god. Oh. Pack twelve after dark. Wait, wait, wait! But this is a bigger question. Now I know in in theory I know in theory Washington is still a member of the Pac-12, but did their contract does it expire? Did it expire on December thirty first, twenty twenty three? Is Washington technically a member of the Big Ten? Is there even such thing as Pac-12 after dark anymore? I'm looking. Hold on. Because this can also this can also indirectly confirm that. Pac-12 after dark had nothing to do with Washington beating Texas. We can also be mentioning that right now, too. Hold on, hold on. Are, th- are they a member it, of the Pac-12? It ends after the 2023-2024 season ends. Season. Season. So through 2024. So technically right now, like, they USC Pac- is still a Pac-12 12. member. Yes. Until the national championship. Until, okay. until the national okay. championship's okay. over. Okay. Well, uh, well, I also just confirmed that, yes, uh, Whoever wins the national championship this year will be the fourth team in college football history to go 15 and 0. 
So that is ridiculous in its own. Will the first will it be the first loser being fourteen and one? Probably not. Doesn't doesn't matter. But, doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. That's, that's too that, much. That was beside the point. That's too uh, much. Yeah, that, that was too much to think about right there. You had it. Oh, actually, no, no. Twenty nineteen, Clemson was undefeated, and then they lost right. LSU. So fuck. Thought I had something cool there. Uh, but okay, Michigan four and a half point favorite for this game, which I think is maybe just a just a point point and a half too high uh i will give me washington to cover that but for the game itself this is what i'm thinking let's you know let's talk the four aspects run offense run defense pass offense pass defense okay run game first uh michigan essentially wins in all facets of the run game michigan's run offense yep. versus washington's run defense yeah, i agree with that Michigan's run defense versus uh versus michigan's run offense like arguably in a way you could say that well yeah you can say that washington some of the weaker parts of their teams are their run defense and offense in michigan that's their strength so in terms of that aspect knowing that advantage michigan has a chance to control this game very easily they have a chance to just easily control it, whether they start with the ball or not. I get if I was Michigan, I think I'd prefer, I think I'd prefer to start with the ball in a way, but I guess that doesn't really matter too much. I do think though, Michigan, they have a chance to just control the game and make Washington play the way Michigan wants to play, pretty much. We'll see if that ends up actually happening, but the way Michigan's been playing recently. Like they 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 don't get shaken up. Like they don't just go three and out. Like, like like they are on schedule. They play good football right now. I'm not sure how easy it'll be for Washington to stop Michigan's offense. Okay, now passing games. We'll stay on Michigan first because Washington's passing game is is just better. So what Michigan's passing game? Roman Wilson, Cornelius Johnson. I'm not the greatest fans of. I think they're good players, but like it's not like they have Odunze out there. But I think the big X factor that Michigan has over uh, Washington in their passing game is their tight end, Colston Loveland. He was a matchup nightmare for Ohio State. He is, I think, one of the best tight ends in college football right now, both blocking and catching. And I think Loveland could have a very big day with JJ. And then JJ. Going into the 2022 Michigan season, I remember talking to my Michigan friends and I was telling them all like, some of them were split on Cade McNamara or JJ. And I was saying, JJ, a thousand percent needs to be the starter. What he offers over Cade McNamara is that opportunity when plays break down to scramble outside, roll out, make a throw on the run. JJ probably bailed Michigan out of like five to seven plays against Alabama where the play broke down and he just made shit work and pull shit out of his ass. So, We'll see how Washington pressures JJ. I'm not sure if they'll be able to like necessarily pressure him too much, but I think that's going to have to be a key for Washington is getting pressure on JJ and getting to him because I, I you can't just let him run around back there. He's just going to do whatever he wants. Uh, so those are kind of matchups I are looking at from that end. Now Washington's pass offense versus Michigan's pass defense. If there is a weakness on Michigan's defense, in my opinion, it would be that second corner opposite of Will Johnson, not slot. It's a Sanders small still, problem, but the opposite corner that would be the only 
red flag, in my opinion, on that team. So Washington, they have a phenomenal wide receiver trio. Uh, they have the best wide receiver trio in college football this year. Uh, you know, Dunze, McMillan, and Polk. And those three guys, I would assume Will Johnson, he can shadow a guy. But I, if I were to guess what Michigan were going to do, I think they just have Will Johnson play one side, just cut off one side of the field, don't throw to Will Johnson. Uh, and I, I pretty much what I'm saying is I don't think he'll necessarily be shadowing Odunze the whole game. Uh, I think it would probably be in Michigan's best interests to have him just shut off a full third of the field. So we'll see exactly what they do, but it's, it is that, that matchup with either McMillan or Polk against that second corner, not Sandra still. And I'm, I'm blanking on the other Michigan corners name, but that's the matchup that I think can get exploited bad. And I will pick that matchup to get exploited. I feel Overall, like that's though, I think this game plays into Michigan's favor, like with the with the no more clock stopping on first downs anymore, with just the clock running faster. Like this game just plays so in you Michigan can run the game away. Like it does play in their favor, but I think Washington's going to be the most dynamic offense that Michigan has faced all season. So we'll see. We'll see what happens in a potential scenario where Washington goes up. Like, I, I don't think Michigan, yeah, they have not been down by double-digit points yet at one point in the season. I'm still yet to see that. I personally don't know if Michigan can come back double-digits I don't think they're going – I don't think it's going to I don't think they're going to be down by double-digits. I think if they're down, it's going to be by one score. I, I think that this entire game is, is going to be pretty close, to be, to be honest. I would guess so, too. And – over under right now set out, I think 54 and a half, 55 and a half. I think I'm going with the over. Uh, I think I'd go with the over, but I can expect a low scoring first half. Yeah, I can well, see a 10, 10. I can see a 17, 14 ball game, I, which I guess is okay. Nice you know scoring, what? I, but... I take, I take <laughs> it back. I do take it back. I think that Washington could end up taking a two score lead. And the only time in the game where that could happen is either side, whatever, Washington scores for first, Michigan doesn't get the ball down the field, and Washington scores again, makes it 14-0 to start the game. Yeah, like quick, like JJ, quick. Like in that Alabama game, like JJ had an interception called back first play of the game, like some shit like that. Like, like it, it would be quick, but after, at, after that point, I, I don't think there's another point in the game where it would be a, a two-score game. Yeah, like this is the thing, like after both teams finish their first three drives, now, I don't know if this is a bet. I don't think I don't think this is a bet, but like I would bet a lot of money on Michigan to score a touchdown within their first three drives and Washington. Like, do you you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't say Michigan should be a- getting stalled very much in this game or Washington. Like, I'm not sure how many times they'll be going three and out or punting. For Michigan's sake, I really hope that <laughs> special teams is involved as least as possible. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I, if I were Michigan, like, new punt returner back there, I'm sorry. He cannot be – whoever that guy was, he could just, not be. Just get, like, punts. Roman Wilson or somebody back there. Can Blake Quorum punt return? JJ do it. <laughs> JJ do it. Uh, Unless you okay. just put Donovan Edwards back there. He can well, he's he's hurt, but yeah. Yeah, that's that's one thing. I Like, everyone's like, well, he's so ass this year. I'm pretty sure he's just been hurt the whole season. Like – that's what I think. Uh, okay, let's get into to your. Well, you're picking Michigan to win. Like, give yeah. me the score. Give me the score too. Give me the score. 
Uh, I'm going to say Michigan wins this game. Um, 28-23, weird score. So do I be different than you, or do I just – whatever? You, I 28-23 is kind of weird, so if you pick the same thing as me there, that's kind of strange on you. Um, I say Michigan wins 34-28. Okay, yeah, I guess I am taking the under there. Uh, I just realized that too. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I think – this is a this is a great national championship matchup. Like I I do think this is a I do more think that there's a there's a confusing game to for whatever reason Texas. for whatever reason I feel right now there's just a there's a chance Washington puts up forty points and I don't know if Michigan can keep pace with that. That is another thing. That's I, like, that's the only thing that I just have this weird feeling that Washington. Yeah, I mean going both ways. Points. This is going to be the best offense Michigan has faced, but also this could be the best defense. Washing his face all year so it goes both ways we'll we'll see exactly like what Michigan did very well against Ohio State with, under the CJ Stroud offenses is they did not let Ohio State stay on schedule okay constant second and nine third and eight third and seven situations every single drive and CJ had to play hero ball on third down that's how Michigan's gonna win this game they pressured Jalen Milrow so well in that playoff semifinal they're gonna keep dialing up those blitzes and they're going to need All a pressure saying, Michigan doesn't do well versus purple teams, so. And it's Pac-12 after dark. Who knows? It might be a lethal combination here. Uh, yeah, Michigan is 0-1 all-time against purple teams in the college football playoff. That is fact. That is fact. Pac-12 after dark, too. So. That is fact. Uh, okay, do your list, and then we'll get in the NFL real quick. Okay, college football coach ranking list. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, real quick, slight caveat. We're, we're looking at it from a year-long perspective, okay? So this is even going back to what you did a year ago right now to prepare going into this season, what you're doing in the portal uh, this time, or yeah, December 2022. What were you doing in the portal December 2022 to get ready for this season? So Mike Norvell is going to be pretty high up on this list, just FYI, everyone. But I'm not doing a, I'm not doing a list of the 10 coaches I would pick to pick my uh, favorite team or coach my team. Not that, just this season, what did you do considering what you had and how you ended up and expectations set, like like the NFL Coach of the Year awards. Uh, so yeah, okay, 10 to one, 10 to one. I'm so sorry about number 10, Everett. Lane Kiffin, Jed Fish, Dan Lanning, Steve Sarkeesian, Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, Mike Norvell, Eli Drinkwitz, Kalen DeBoer, and the Michigan head coaches, whether it was Harbaugh or Sharon Moore, whoever it was. So I think those were the 10 most impressive coaching performances. I feel I, you know, we were debating about this, Everett. We were debating. Uh, I have Sark a little bit lower down on the list. Uh, and, you know, one could say that Kirby Smart, why should he be at number six for the amount of players that just left Georgia and hit the portal? Uh, but it's still Georgia. If there was a 12-team playoff this year, I probably would have picked Georgia to win the national championship. So, no, Georgia's, Georgia's still fucking Georgia. They just won two national championships. Also, Sark, I can't believe Sark I might cost need to start team. reminding people that Georgia's good soon. Sark has cost his team multiple times in, in very detrimental games. So, I, I You know, uh, true, true to a degree. Uh, but I, I still think 
just getting Texas to the playoff this year was, was crazy. I did not actually expect that to happen. Uh, True, but uh, he has fumbled the bag on several occasions, uh, late game blunders, essentially. Um, so, but okay. Eh, yeah, we can, we can include that as well. Uh, but yeah, I think this year for college football, you know, going to be a lot of changes moving forward. Going to be a lot um, of changes moving forward with these coaching staff is. Okay. Staffs. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into the NFL here real quick. Uh, first things first, I have something that you're going to think is hilarious. All right. I have two things and then we'll get into the game slate. You remember the giants boat cruise, the curse course. Okay. Well, well, the man responsible for that one is back at it again. OBJ very own Odell Beckham jr. Odell Beckham jr. Has rented out a massive yacht known as the spirit of Baltimore and will be taking the Ravens' offensive players on it during the downtime in the playoffs. I don't know what he's thinking. Now, if we get a picture of them shirtless and shoeless again in Tim's, we're done. We're done here. I, I need to. I need to see this Stavros reaction online to that news. I, I if you know who Stavi is, like I need to see that reaction. So, okay, we, we're we're gonna need to explore this a little more i thought odell learned his lesson i mean we might need to call up sterling shepherd right now and see what he thinks about that shit uh but boy i i don't know what odell's doing i thought we put that in the past i thought that was behind us clearly not clearly not so yeah not a great move on odell uh yeah nope yep ravens have officially been eliminated from the nfl playoffs yep Yep. Uh, speaking of teams eliminated from the NFL playoffs, though, the Panthers, uh, the earliest eliminated team in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> you like that transition? Yeah, um, I think there's a different way we could introduce the Panthers. But okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, David Tepper, we have we have come on this podcast before. We have said we've argued whether or not David Tepper is a worse owner than Dan Snyder. Is he the worst owner in professional sports? Is he worse than the A's owner? Well, I guess in a way you have to say the A's owner is pretty good for just being able to move the team to Vegas or so. I would say yes. By, by the, the fact is the A's, I don't think they, the, that owner is just, just he should sell the team, but he literally can't afford it. We also looked it up, price. though. Like the A's, the A's have made the playoffs a healthy amount of times yeah. in the 21st century. Uh, no, yeah, David, <laughs> David Tepper is single-handedly the worst owner for the fact that he's so hands-on. And now the fact that, he threw a drink on a fan. He curbing. pulled the Brittany Mahomes. He pulled the Brittany And he's now being fined $300,000 and might face uh, some criminal charges. What, charges. What, what, what? Okay. Okay. I wonder where those charges against Brittany Mahomes are. I'm still waiting for them. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see exactly what happens with David Tepper. Yeah, I would say, though, when we just... When we just take the roof off the car, you know, take a peek at the engine, what the fuck's going wrong? You, you, Tepper, you are wrong. You've been the problem. You are the the leaky screw uh, in the fucking cog right now. You're the reason the machine's not working. I, I, uh, I just want to say this, though. The man who really knows the true answer to this question is Riverboat Ron, because he has worked under both Tepper and Dan Snyder. What, was, he, was he under Tepper at the end? Yep. Tepper fired okay. him. I, I believe Tepper, what, first year was 18 or 17? It's something like that. He's only that. been there for like five years. So yeah, something exactly like that. what it is. Yeah, no, no, bad example. Bad example of ownership, uh, just professional sports in general. Uh, not the greatest example. Uh, 
Did they also fire McCown too? The uh, interim head coach fired McCown. It's hilarious. That is so funny. I, I feel bad for him. I remember the videos and uh, uh, what, when's pro day season, February, March. Oh, that's after. So like what? Late March, mid March, something. It's Whenever pro day season is. I just remember seeing the clips of McCown at Ohio state pro day going up to CJ. Like, you're going to look damn good in Carolina, brother. Uh, and yeah, no, that just did not happen. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Tepper, hey, David Tepper wanted Bryce. If, I'll be honest, right? Like, I, pro- I would have taken Bryce Young over CJ2 if I were him, probably. But uh, it, is, it is just interesting to, to look back on it. But, but this is also more, the reason why you, you, you and news? I, this is why you and I are running a podcast instead of being professional scouts in the NFL. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I, I am no scout myself. Uh, uh-uh. not for me. Uh, uh might no, be able to scout water boys though. I think I no, might we, have we an could, eye we, for that. we might have an eye for that one. That that sounds not right. Um, but let's get into the game, game picks. Game picks. So, uh, Grant has two games on me. Uh, I'm giving an asterisk to one of those two games because I picked the Lions and got fucking hosed by the refs. Uh, but Grant is a two week two game lead on me going into the final week of the regular season uh, to be crowned champion. So yep. uh, if I lose this, I blew a three, one lead. This is, this is my 28 to three moment. Um, I'll need to look up exactly what the lead was, but I it think was, it was at least five games. It was, it was heavy considering where Maybe more. the way you and I operate. Uh, but he, here are the games for the week. Um, it's going to be just, just a note. There are no Thursday nights and there are no Monday nights. Uh, Which so, makes sense with playoffs coming up. It'd be right. unfair. So Saturday, uh, 3.30, we have Steelers-Ravens and arguably the game of the week, uh, massive playoff implications here, Texans at Colts uh, on Saturday night. I think and, we could call that one game of the week because it's a win and get in. Win and uh, in. If they t- we said this on the last episode. If the uh, if the Steelers lose and the Jaguars lose, all that needs to happen is they need a tie. If they tie, they're both in. So interesting, just interesting. But uh, on Sunday, noon slate: Vikings at Lions, Browns at Bengals, Jags at Titans, Jets at Pats, Falcons at Saints, Bucks at Panthers, and then in the afternoon we have Bears at Packers, Broncos at Raiders, Eagles at Giants. Seahawks at Cardinals, Chiefs at Chargers, Rams at Niners, and the Cowboys at the Commanders. And to wrap up the regular season, arguably also game of the week uh, for the AFC North, Bills at Dolphins. So, yeah, that's a very big one. Bills at Dolphins. Yeah, that is the Battle of the North. So, that's going to be a big one in Miami, which in Miami. the NFL, <laughs> just, I just want to point out that. Miami went to Buffalo like week two when it was not cold yet. And then, of course, when they match up again last week of the season, where if that game was in Buffalo, GG Tua. And of to course, fair, it's in Miami. To be fair, last last year in the playoffs, Miami went to Buffalo in the playoffs. With Mike with White. Skyler, Skyler, oh, Thompson, Skyler Thompson. And almost won. Almost won. So I don't want to hear slander because they were almost true, true. This is my theory on, on the Bills, though. 
It is the epitome of play down your competition, and when they got to no, show yes. up, they do. Yes, and I, I agree with that. Um, there, I'm just, you know, the Bills, I'm not writing them off. I like them. I like them right now more than I did a month ago, but I'm still not, you know, I can't be fully sold on them yet, you know? No, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, okay, here are my game picks. I'm going to, it's going to be interesting. We, we better at least have two games that are different. I know we at least will have one because there's zero chance you're taking the Vikings. Yeah. Um, and also there's zero chance I'm taking the, uh, the chargers. So, uh, here are my picks Ravens with the backups, Texans, Vikings, Browns with the backups, Jaguars, Jets, Saints, Bucks, Bears, Broncos, Eagles, Give me the fucking bus. Cardinals, Chiefs, Niners, boys, and the Finns. Give me the Finns. Okay, so a lot of differentials here. This could be a fun week. This could be a fun one. Uh, all right, I'll just go over picks real quick. I did not exactly track what you were going over, so it might be a little messy when we're going over the different picks here. But okay, uh, try to try to try to help me out here. Okay, Steelers, Texans, Bengals. That should be another. Okay. Yep. Lions should be another. Which yep. We have to. Jaguars, we're both on. Right? Yep. I'm on Pats. What do you say, Jets? Jets. Fun. So that's four. I'm on Saints. Are you also yeah. Saints? Yep. I'm on Bucks. Yep. Oh, I, I really thought you were going to pick the Panthers there. Uh, <laughs> I Loki, I Loki kind of wanted to pick the Panthers there, but I'll stay Bucks. They don't care. I'm on anymore, Bears. They... Okay. Are you Bears? Yep. Broncos. Yep. Uh, Eagles. Okay. Did you pick the Eagles? Yep. Oh, I'm on. I'm on Seahawks. Gotta do it one last time. Wait, let, let me. Let me. Let me do that. Please don't. Seahawks. Uh, I didn't even pick it up. But all right, that's okay. It's probably it's good. Okay. Uh, it's probably good for headphone users. Them. Yeah. I have to pick them. I don't know how the Chargers are favorited. Uh, I'm taking Niners. You're taking Rams, right? I'm taking Niners. Oh, oh, I'm taking Niners. Uh, I'm on boys. You're on. Oh yes, yeah, the Chargers. And then I'm taking Bills. Seven game differential here. So nullify, nullify our two shit games because we those will fun cross week. those will cross each other out because the Chargers and the Vikings both definitely are probably not gonna win. Uh so five games, a five game difference here. To go like, off the of. only way you could try to sneak me here is pick the Chargers. No, I, why would I want to pick the Chargers to sneak you? If you're confident in the Vikings winning. I'm confident. I'm more confident the Vikings winning than the Chargers winning. So to sneak you would be picking the Chiefs and picking the Vikings. But, 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 but it's more so like a prayer. Well, it's a prisoner's dilemma thing. Like I'm not going to pick the Vikings here. I'm picking the Lions. My pick is locked I'm, in. I'm happy with my picks. If, if I go down two differentials if, there, if I go down this way, I go there. down this way. I go right, down with this five swing. game difference. Going We're going down swing. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, you know, those I like those uh okay real quick we could talk about the slight uh actually let's just talk about the, the playoff game first texans at colts there's two bills the dolphins texan colts but yeah yeah that one too okay but texans at colts i am most excited to see how strad plays in this last game texans defense has also been a little bit shaky recently uh a little, little, yeah little compared to what it was earlier in the season uh but so, D'Amico, D'Amico gonna get them right 
I, I'd assume so too. Ooh, five-star running back just committed to LSU, LSU. over yeah. Alabama. Just keep in mind. Keep well, Alabama in mind, already has like 17 five-star running backs on the team. When they so. first played this game, it was the second game of the year. CJ yes. was just getting into it. It's D'Amico. Anthony second. Richardson was the starter. D'Amico is his first home game ever. Okay. Like everybody started still getting used to everything. Arguably, to be fair, same thing goes for Shane Steichen. All right. Same thing goes for him. True. But, but, have had rookie quarterbacks. <laughs> right. But the team around the Colts was built much better. And, and now, to be fair, the Colts have a Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the, the, the Texans don't have a running back. Um, but that is true. That, that is one aspect. It is one aspect. I just think that going down the stretch, not having take tank Dell is, is a really big loss for this game. And obviously uh, they didn't really use him at the start of the season either. So it's kind of back to square one there. Um, but I like the Texans offense more than I like the Colts offense. And this 100%. is, they have the best quarterback I think, in the game. So. Did CJ, did CJ play last week? CJ played last week, right? So that yes. was his first game back from concussion, and now he's kind of fresh again. Uh, so he had that tune-up game where they won 26-3, to and now they're coming into this week. Um, CJ with a chance to pass for 4,000 yards in a rookie season. Um, defense is, is going to be a bit back, and for the fact they held Derrick uh, Henry... CJ's going to get that. He just needs 170. He'll get that. For the fact that they held Derrick Henry and Tajay to basically no rushing yards... It kind of favors the fact that they're going to be able to bottle up Jonathan Taylor. Um, I like the Texans in this. I know you also had them. Um, But like I said before, this is CJ's Indianapolis moment. He didn't get the big stage. He didn't get the Big Ten championship. This is his Big Ten championship. This is his chance to to actually take take the W uh, in the playoffs. So. Yeah, and it's also, it's just very interesting. This is essentially being a playoff game, win and get in. So there's obviously a lot of additional pressure on this game for CJ. Uh, We're just going to have to ride. We're just going to have to ride. Simple as that. Just going to have to ride with CJ here. Uh, I'm not sure if you could ask for a a better rookie season and and not not just out of CJ Stroud, but just first season with D'Amico Ryans and this new era of Texans football than what they just pulled off, regardless if they make the playoffs or not. The fact that they're above 500 right now, nobody thought that was going to happen. I thought that Maybe they could be you, sneakily good. But I did. Nobody I did. was sitting here like, oh yeah. I did say, I did say, I did say that they might be good. The whole franchise. I did. I did say that I'm, I'm taking my credit there. I'm going to get my flowers. I did say, I thought that they, they could be good. Yeah, yes. I, I would just say, though, I have been so impressed with how they played this season. Oh, no, like, trust I me. I've been, I've been very impressed. I did they, not think that they were making the playoffs. I had a they, chance of making it. I really, I really think, uh, I think I would pick them to win their first playoff game if they get. No, that is a vibe. That is a vibe pick. And I, I think I they'd like be it. the seven seed. Yes, they uh, would. They'd be playing still. against. The Dolphins, if the Dolphins win this week, or whoever or wins Bills. Bills. I, I like maybe, both I of those. They go to Buffalo. <laughs> I like both of those, actually. And I think Buffalo would play down to the Texans. And not that I'm saying that the Texans are like much inferior to the Bills, but I think the Bills would just look down and look past the Texans and be like, oh, we're winning. Yeah. If that that's, makes sense. That's also the thing with this Miami and Buffalo game, is both of them tend to play up and play down. And 
Like, it's going to bite one of them in the ass. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, Buffalo, they literally seem like they're kind of like a college team. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like, they get bit. on upset alert. <laughs> like, uh, I do think if, uh, if Jonathan, if not Jonathan, if Josh Allen, I was using his, his legal name. Uh, if Josh Allen uh, was uh, rushes for one more touchdown this season, he has the record for rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in one season. I'm pretty sure. Really? I think so. Wow. Which is kind. Of, I, I'm not entirely he sure about more that than because Jalen Hurts this year. I was going to say because Jalen Hurts is tush pushed a lot this yeah. year, but but Wait I, I saw second. that somewhere. I saw that somewhere. That needs to be fact checked. Actually, that I, we need to fact check that. Oh, one. him and him and Hurts are tied in rushing touchdowns this year. Both at 16, 15. 15, still, so 16, I had no I think, idea that Josh Allen was at 15 rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I think 16 is the record. Um, but uh, look, it's been is held the, by Vic. Who has? Yes, record? by Vic. By Vic. Uh, it's been an interesting season either way. Um, definitely one for for the books, and we'll see how the Super Bowl and everything plays out. But if the Texans make it, my God, the AFC going forward. By the way, after this season too. Is going to be crazy competitive. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, you guys have fun there. Okay. To wrap up the episode, uh, I'm going to they're give tied a... for They're currently tied for the most ever quarterback rushing touchdowns. They passed Both of them for 15? a single season. 15 so we, is the we know Jalen, record. We know Jalen Hurts is getting one this week. Yeah. We know he he's is getting playing. one. Yeah, yeah. They haven't clinched. They have to play. Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, we know he's getting one. So... Yeah. Okay. We'll see uh, Josh. We'll see Josh. Wrap up the episode. Uh, we're gonna do the best wide receivers of the 2023 season. Still technically a work in progress because uh, the, the week is not over. But for right now, uh, and I guarantee you, I'm gonna get comments on this on TikTok because people are just gonna be like, "Fucking stupid! You don't watch the NFL." This is what we're doing for right now. Okay. Ten to one. Here we go. Justin Jefferson. Wait, were you Mar- going to give another caveat there? I feel like you had another thing you wanted to explain there before you got into the list. Or no, okay. oh, oh, that was it. All right, no. jump right in. You were going to. I thought you were about to explain why people are going to say you don't watch the NFL, but oh, just because the the fact that they're going to be like, well, you know, you didn't include this wide receiver, this wide receiver shoot. It's just the way that it always is. People's just opinions aren't like all the same. Uh, anyways, they're going to be like, this is a fantasy football list. Okay. Uh, 10 to 1. Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, Puka, Puka Nakua, Brandon Ayuk, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, AJ Brown, Mon Ross St. Brown, CD Lamb, and Tyreek Hill. I want to say right now, now I, I, I know we're talking the season. I know, I know. But if we're going on a per game basis, Justin Jefferson still at, per game at minimum number per, two per per game <laughs> at you minimum know, number you know two. I would have him there per game, but it is total season availability yeah. is the best ability. I'm and just looking have... at the stuff now, and God damn, Justin, he's he's he almost put up a thousand this year still. Uh, I mean, God. the chance it's still possible. Yeah, I mean, 118 yards is not crazy for him. So like no. So I mean, like that's I have him. I I would have him higher, except for the fact that he missed like eight games. Now, if you were to ask me the best wide receivers in the NFL, he's still number one. But bro, I'm just breaking down these numbers. Ever okay? He has 56 receptions this year. 
44 of them were for first downs. That ratio, no one else is even <laughs> fucking close. <laughs> Maybe prime Adam Thielen. Um, but but if you ask me who the best wide receiver in the NFL is overall, it's Justin Jefferson. But per so the season good. and his availability, he cannot be number one or number two. He'd probably be number three. But availability is something that matters most. And you, I'm a Vikings, ridiculous. I'm a Vikings fan. Like I, I, I'm trying to remove my bias here. We still got CD two though, which I think he has shown himself this season. Now a lot of it could be on Dak too. Dak's really fucking. Dak's had a really good season. CD, yeah, two. Yeah. Uh, okay. With that. Thank you guys so much for watching, listening, raise five stars. You can find it on Spotify, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and on Instagram at WaterPod. Make sure you follow me, Grant, on Twitter. Wait, at wait every- sorry. Last thing. Puka, only rookie wide receiver to make this list? Yeah. I don't yeah, okay. think that there would be another. Well, I was saying, like, no, like, we didn't throw, like, a fucking like, Tank Dell or Jordan on there. No. 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 Okay, I was just making sure. I was just no. making sure. Uh, you can find but me. Going back to the per-game argument, like, I would... You know, I wouldn't immediately click off the video if you said Tank Dell at 10. Right, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have immediately okay. clicked All right. off. All right, you I might not, you might not, comments, but I know, right I know a thousand I would have opened it up and started reading. But... <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can follow me and Grant on Twitter at Everstakes and at Waterboy Grant. We post new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday on YouTube and all podcast platforms. So make sure to subscribe with, to us there and turn on notifications. Sorry for cutting off again. Oh Last, God. going back to the first down catch ratio, Tank Dell, 34 first downs on 47 catches. That's the, Those are elite, elite conversion numbers right there. Elite conversion numbers. That, that's my new number. First down to catch ratio. That's my new number. That's what I look at now. Am I good? Are, are you, you done? Am I, am I going to finish the outro here? Well, I mean, you got about four seconds now. You better start talking before I cut you off. So go. Uh, you can follow us on TikTok. Go. You can follow us on TikTok. Uh, follow us on TikTok. We post new, uh, new, new. So you messed up my flow, man. We post new TikToks every Tuesday to Sunday. Make sure to follow us there. So you don't wait. Oh my God. No, I'm kidding. Uh, that's, that's All right. Before, before I go and just slap Grant. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Waterboys out.